the right. BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to BYU Cougar Baseball. We are at Klein Field, Sunken Diamond, here on the campus of Stanford University, where the Cougars, the final uh, uh, out-of-conference uh, game this year, midweek game, as the Cougars take on the Stanford Cardinal here. BYU coming off uh, a weekend where they took two of three from San Francisco last weekend. They stayed over and will play Stanford here today before returning home later tonight and getting ready for uh, Pacific this weekend in the final three games of the season. Uh, we're going to uh, have a few chance to sit down with uh, head coach Mike Littlewood a few moments ago, talk about this afternoon's game. Uh, we'll uh, play that for you now and get some of his thoughts and comments. Here with uh, head coach uh, Mike Littlewood and coach uh, Stanford, Sucking Diamond. We were here last year for the regionals. Uh, I'm sure the Cougars feel comfortable on this ballpark. Beautiful field. It should be a great day for baseball. Yeah, I mean, the weather's great. The, the field's great. The, they redid their surface last year and a lot of true hops out there. What's interesting about this is you and I are standing in on the warning track and we're about 50, 50 feet, maybe 60, 70 feet from the from third base. It's just there's so much. You, could, you can easily score from second base on a pass ball here. So it's a little bit unique that way and you can see why batting averages are probably down a little bit when people play play here. Uh, a ball that lands in the street at our place is on the warning track here at Stanford. But uh, great opportunity to just come out and, and, and play well. Uh, scary team to play. They're, they're very, very athletic and um, two or three in the country depending on the poll. So it's going to be a good challenge for us, and I'm excited about it. A little different than uh, last weekend, Benedetti, when you had uh, no, no foul territory. Today you just got huge amounts of foul territory. Good for pitchers. Absolutely. It's literally – seven times more foul territory than i mean when you're in the when you're in the dugout at, at benedetti field in san francisco you can you can hear what the umpire is saying to the catcher i mean it's that close it's probably right by the fungo circle up there but um it, it's just different and i think being here last year you kind of get a little bit of a feel it was weird last year kind of just like the the feel of the whole field but a uh, beautiful place good team and uh yeah we're excited to go today you're familiar with these guys you played them last year a lot of guys back boy they New coach, but they uh, the cupboard certainly wasn't bare, and and he's played great, coached great, and uh, this team, uh, like I said, either number two or three in the country right now. Well, they're big and athletic and strong, and they can run, and they you know they just do everything really really well. And Coach Esker um, came from Cal, and he's a little bit more relaxed than Coach Marquez. I think Coach Marquez, who was here for 38, 42 years, um, just kind of kind of had his reins, you know, kind of. Did he made his team do exactly what he wanted? And Coach Eskers kind of let him go a little bit and just let him play. And, and they're playing free and easy. And, and uh, that's kind of scary when you have so many good athletes on the field. Coming off uh, winning a series at San Francisco, team a little momentum, played good down there. I'm sure you're looking for more of the same today and then setting yourself up for the Pacific Series coming up this weekend. Yeah, we want to make sure our pen's ready for league play. I mean, that's that's really important just to you know to win as many games you can in league. But this is also an important game. I mean, it's, it's a hallmark game for us. And um, this is in college baseball this week. I mean, this is one of the gold standard teams, you know, one of the true top, top five teams in the country. And so it'll definitely be a challenge, but we just want to come out, play solid baseball, 
um, show these guys we're, we're here to play and challenge them and, and uh, give it everything we've got today. Not too often you're on about a week road trip. Uh, uh, you know, college baseball, uh, uh, BYU's over educationally for the semester, so you got a chance to bring them out and up in the Bay Area and play a couple of good teams. Well, if you look back the last 14 days we've been here, I mean, I think 10 of, 10 of the last 14 days we've been on either the west side or east side of the Bay, so we're getting to know this area just a little bit. But, um, you know, I guess if you had to choose where you'd want to spend 10 days out of the 14, it, w- yeah. it would be in the Bay Area somewhere in Stanford. So um, it, it is. I mean, college baseball is exciting. I wish we were in a little bit different situation where we were playing to, this game to try to increase our RPI to 30, but, you know, we're, that's just not the year we're having. And uh, so all we can do right now is just go out and represent BYU well, represent ourselves well, and play as hard as we can. And I know in college athletics, recruiting never ends. You, you took a little side trip to do a little recruiting over the weekend, and, uh, boy, it just never ends. You're always you're always on the lookout for the next good player. Yeah, I mean, you have to fight for whatever whatever you want. And, uh, you know, I feel like if I wouldn't have made the recruiting trip that I did, then we would have not had a, a, a chance. And, you know, if you if you Google the story about burn the boats, that's what we did. You know, we 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 did everything we could um, on this past recruiting trip, and you know we'll continue to do that over the summer and just try to get guys in here. Well, Coach, uh, hey, good luck. Uh, probably won't have a post game today because you got a quick uh, trip out of here. I'm on the same flight as you, so we'll we'll talk to you on uh, Thursday. And good luck in today's game. Yeah, people might see a bunch of guys in baseball uniforms on that on that flight home, but uh, thanks, Brent. I uh, appreciate it. Back here is uh, Brent Norton along with Jeff Bills uh, as the Cougars and the uh, Stanford Cardinal get ready to do battle here in uh, Palo Alto. Stanford having an absolutely phenomenal year as they uh, are currently ranked number three in the country coming off a weekend when they lost uh, two of three, Jeff. Uh, your son involved here at Stanford Athletics and especially the baseball program after playing for BYU. So you've kept pretty close tabs on, on what's going on down here. David Esker, the new coach, came from Cal. And, boy, he's come out of the chute uh, with some great players already here, added a couple more, and, uh, and the Cardinal early on a roll. Uh, it's kind of remarkable what they have done this year. Before the season even started, they lost two of their expected starters due to injury. And they've just come out like a house of fire and been very consistent course it helps to have really good pitching and they've got not only three good pitchers who start Friday Saturday and Sunday which is the days they play but they've got a lot of pitching depth. Yeah no doubt about it they're big strong pitch well defend well and not much more you can say and of course the two losses they had were up in Corvallis to the number three ranked team in the nation they came back and won that Sunday game and uh, but they're 38 and, or 39 and 8 uh, ranked number two uh, guaranteed to have a regional back here at uh, at Stanford. Uh, Cougars uh, participated in last year's regional, and Cougars looking to kind of build on last week's uh, uh, success in San Absolutely. Francisco. Uh, one of two of three from the Dons there at uh, Benedetti uh, Ballpark, and boy, what a difference in ballparks! Uh, <laughs> Benedetti. Uh, I mean, we're a mile away from the umpire in this ballpark, and uh, last week we could have picked his pocket if we could have got through to his back pocket through the netty. Well, and you know, Brent, it's interesting that BYU and Stanford's an interesting series, and it's even more interesting because this is a midweek game on a Tuesday, so we're not seeing the best pitching on either club. So in a lot of cases, it's just going to be, it could be a slugfest. You know, who's going to hit best? 
Yeah, you never know as the Cougars uh, will send uh, Brennan Anderson to the plate. Brennan will lead off against Zach Gretsch, a right-hander. His first start of the year for Stanford. Anderson, Sneeman, Hale, Favero, Kringlin, Clausen, McIntyre, Jacobson, and Kelton, the exact same lineup as we saw all three days down at uh, San Francisco. And Brennan Anderson, Cougar second baseman, steps in. Zach Gretsch's, uh, Gretsch's first pitch is over for a strike, kind of a sidearm or slinger as uh, Gretsch gets the first start for the uh, Cardinal this year. A little bit of a submariner. Gretsch, two wins, no losses, 2.93. Anderson loops one, right fielder coming over. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out. Good play out there by Alec Wilson in right. One man out, and that will bring Schneeman to the plate. Defensively for the Cardinal, Christian uh, Molfetta is behind the plate. Andrew Dashbach is at the first base. Uh, Bo Brenton is at uh, second. Nico Horner, the shortstop. Tim Tau at third. Kyle Stowers in right, and Christian Robinson in center field with uh, Wilson in right. And Gretsch's first pitch to uh, Schneeman is over for a strike. And another interesting point, Brent, is Stanford's starting catcher, a young guy named Maverick Hanley, is actually hurt out for the rest of the season. So wow, Mofetta has come in to replace him. That'll hurt him. Hanley was a he, he was a starter last year as a freshman. Good Pitches receiver. Outside. Good receiver, good hitter. Sunken Diamond, one of the storied ballparks in all of the country. Cougars and the Cardinal here. In a midweek game, Seaman grounds one weekly out to the second baseman, Branton. He's got it and will throw him out. So quickly, two men down for the Cougars here in the first. And that will bring up uh, Brock Hale. Well, now here's a young kid, BYU's number three hitter, Brock Hale, who could play anywhere in the doggone country. Runs above average, hits with power, hits for average, strong arm. All around, great tool player. 350 hitter coming in, eight home runs, 31 RBIs to lead the Cougars. And the first pitch to Hale is a little bit low, ball one. Darren Hyman is behind the plate today as umpire. Uh, Greg Charles at first, Scott Latendre is the second best umpire, and uh, Christopher Gonzalez is at third. Mid-afternoon game here at Stanford. That pitch hit Hale, came in, just clipped him. And Brock Hale will be the first base runner of the game as he is hit by a pitch, and that will bring uh, Nate Favero. Favero was named West Coast Conference Player of the Week uh, last week. Jeff, you and I were yeah. both there to see it, 9 for 13. Improved his uh, overall batting average by about 30 points last week as Favero, a 12-31 slugging percentage against the Dons, really swung a well. And Coach Littlewood said they tweaked his approach a little bit and got his elbow changed and uh, – Whatever they did, it seemed to work for Nate last week. First pitch is uh, on the outside corner. Hyman, a little bit of a wide zone here early. As uh, Gretsch really trying to work the outside corner to uh, Favero, that ball looked like it was well off the plate. You know, Brent, that statement you just made was the all-time understatement of all the year because <laughs> Favero was really struggling, struggling, and whatever they changed, he came out and got hotter than fire and lit it up. There's a pitch out. They thought uh, Hale might be going <laughs> on the 0-1. Hale wasn't going anywhere. 
Kringlin on deck for the Cougars, and he'll be followed by Clausen. Stanford thought they had BYU steel sign, but they don't yet. <laughs> one ball, one strike to Nate Favero. Here's Gretsch's pitch. Boy, a good change. Favero swings and misses. 335 down the lines, 375 in the alleys, 400 to straightaway center field. No little nooks and crannies in this ballpark other no. than just a huge foul ball territory. It's a straightaway big, big field. Definitely a uh, pitcher's ballpark here with huge foul ball territory. The ball doesn't really carry all that well here. Heavy air. Throw to first base and back in safely. And this park, Brent, I think when we were here last year for the regional, they had made some of the changes, but in the offseason they continued to make some others. They made some changes to the clubhouse. They also come in almost every year and make some changes to the infield surface. Got the best lights in the conference. Favero fly ball. Center fielder going back a couple of steps. Robinson, he's there. And he'll make the catch for the out, and the Cougars are retired here in the first. No runs, no hits, no errors. One man left. We're through a half inning. Cougars nothing. Cardinal coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here at uh, Sunken Diamond on the campus of Stanford. Cougars and the Cardinals just getting going here as we go to the bottom of the first inning. Cougars uh, scoreless in their half. Uh, Will Branton will lead it off. He'll play at second base. He'll be followed by Tim Tawa, the third baseman. Nico Horner, the shortstop, bats third. Andrew Dashback is the first baseman. He'll bat fourth. Kyle Stowers in left, bats fifth. Will Matheson is uh, the DH. He bats sixth, batting seventh is Christian Robinson, center fielder. The catcher, Christian Molfetta, bats eighth. And Alec Wilson in right, bats ninth. They will go against Bo Burrup in today's ball game. Burrup, two wins, two losses on the year. 6.03 earned run average. First pitch is over for a call strike. Burrup, the big lefty out of Pocatello, Idaho. Ground ball right back to Bo. He's got it, and he'll shovel the ball over to uh, Nate Favero for out number one. Good pitch by Burrup right there. Had Branton out on his front foot. Weak ball, hit back to the pitcher. Easy out at first base. Although I thought Burrup was a little awkward in that yeah. shovel over there. You know, might have wanted to take another step. And He has struggled at times defensively on the mound. As Tim Tawa steps in, first pitch down low, ball one. Well, sunken diamond, uh, Mark Marquis, what, 41 years? He retired last year. David Esker uh, comes in. He was the head coach at Cal. Good change there by Burrup, and the ball is swung on and missed, a ball and a strike. Esker played for Marquis on the 1987 College World Series championship team. Here's the 1-1. Ball lined into left field, base hit. So Tawa comes in with a 299 average. He's one for one on the day, and that will bring up a Nico Horner. Esker also coached here from 91 to 96 and has been the head coach at Cal here just across the bay for the last 18 years and probably got his dream job coming back here <laughs> to the Cardinal. Well, and he salvaged the program at Cal. You remember, Brent, when they, they were, announced they were going to discontinue the program and 
shift funds elsewhere, and Esker, with a lot of help from former players and donors, brought it back. First pitch to Nico Horner, who is uh, one of the top 20 draftable players this year in the draft. The shortstop hitting 335 has two home runs, 33 RBIs, 15 stolen bases on the year for the junior out of Oakland. This kid is quite a prospect. He will bat from the right side. As Horner steps back in. Tawa's got seven stolen bases on the year, and that ball's fouled up and out of play. You know, it was interesting. We hear last year uh, the swan song for Marquis, and a lot of sentiments going back and forth. You see a lot of number nines uh, worn in the uh, worn in, in the, the crowd. crowd here. Most of them are seventy plus year old guys that are wearing <laughs> those. But uh, uh, Marquis certainly put his mark on this uh, program. And he was tremendous at, success. And he was at Stanford even longer than his coaching tenure as head coach. Played on the football team and the baseball team while he was at Stanford, and a very good player in both sports. Pitch is over for a strike. Now, when you talk, Marcus, you have to talk in the same breath. All those guys that were in the same era as he has been, including Glenn Tuckett at BYU, Bobo Brayton at Washington State. One and two. Here's Burrup's pitch to Nico Horner, and that's down low. Kind of evens up two and two. About, about nine or ten coaches, all in the same vintage, who who all coached either in the Pac, somewhere in the West, but a lot of them in the Pac-12. But Marquis outlasted them all. Quick throw to first base. Uh, well, this team had incredible. Started baseball here in 1894, just three years after Stanford started as a school. So it was one of the first sports that they uh, they had. That pitches outside for ball three. This team has won 18 straight Tuesday midweek games. Their last loss came back in 2014. And here's... The, throw over to first base and again uh, Tawa back in safely. They think Stanford thinks they've got the steal sign again. Burrup thrown over a lot, wants to keep him close. There's a ball hit into right field by Horner. Runner moves up to second base, so back-to-back hits as Horner just took a pitch on the outside part of the plate. Drilled it to right. And the Cardinal with runners at first and second. And the big guy, Andrew Dash, back steps in. He's got 14 home runs this year, 54 RBIs. Big kid, 6'3", 220 pounds out of Pleasanton, just across the bay here in the Bay Area. So Dash back will step in. Burrup's got to be careful with Dash back. He hits everything from the inside out. Give him a fastball in. He's going to hit it hard. Grounded down to the third baseline. Up with it is Jacobson. He throws the first for the out. Runners advance on the ground ball out to Jacobson. Ball not hit hard. Casey had to come in and make the quick throw to get the out. Two men down. And runners in scoring position now for the Cardinal. Good pitch by Burrup to Doshbach. Came in with an off-speed fastball. I wouldn't call it a real changeup, but he took something off it and had... Andrew up 
off balance. Kyle Stowers now steps in. He pops up down the third baseline. Jacobson going over, and that will ball will uh, land in foul territory, helped by the wind a little bit, blowing directly in from center field. And this is a very unusual win for this time of day in Palo Alto. Isn't it usually out toward, like, left center? Yep, usually the left center, but doesn't start until later in the afternoon. From about 3 to 5.30, they'll get wind, and then it stops again. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Stowers takes a ball. He's 6'3", 200-pounder out of El Cajon, California, 299 average. He's got eight home runs this year. Stowers batting from the left side. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Popped up. Should be playable. Schneeman at shortstop is there. He makes the catch. And the Cardinal is retired here in the first. No runs, two hits, no errors. Two runners left. We're through one complete. No score. The Cardinal and the Cougar on your BYU Baseball Radio Network. Pete Kringlin steps in. First pitch to Keaton's over for a strike. Keaton had a good series in San Francisco. He's got his average now at 296. Has a home run and 16 RBIs on the year. Had a couple big, timely hits against San Francisco, didn't he, Brent? Yep. Gretsch's pitch is a fly ball. Second baseman going out. Center fielder coming in hard, and he makes the catch. That went really blowing that ball in back toward the infield. <laughs> and Kringland uh, flies out to center field on the first pitch. Robinson caught that ball, what, 20 feet behind second base, on a, almost on a full run? Second baseman was camped under it. It looked like he was going to make the play, and then, Robinson called everybody off. Everybody vacated, and he came in and made the play. Yeah, now we're going to see an interesting shift. Obviously, Stanford's done some scouting and remembers Clawson from last year, but they've got a mid-shift to right field. David Clawson steps in, Cougar catcher, and he fouls the first pitch back out of play. You know, these shifts only work when the pitcher throws the ball on the inside half of the plate. That's part of the, the shift working, right? One if of the he integral parts. If he doesn't throw this ball inside, instead, if he makes a mistake and throws it outside, anything left side's an easy double. Pitch to Clawson is down low for a ball. Well, the Cardinals certainly having a tremendous year this year. 39 wins, 8 losses. They lead the Pac-12 conference. 18-6 uh, and six are a game ahead of uh, Oregon State. Two of the top five teams in the country. They're kind of swapped back and forth, being the number one ranked team this year. Clawson hammers one deep right field, but foul. Hit it well, but got well out in front of it. Well, in that one-game lead they have in the Pac-12 is because they came back and beat Oregon State in the third game. They're behind 6-1 going into the last couple innings, and or a pinch hitter comes up, ties it with a home run, and then Matheson hits a bases-clearing double in the 10th. Lawson fouls another pitch off, and the count remains at 1-2. and two. McIntyre on deck for the Cougars. We're in the top of the second, no score. BYU and Stanford from uh, Sunken Diamond Field here at uh, Palo Alto on the campus of Stanford. Stanford's done a little shift back towards the third base side. One-two pitch off the end of the bat. Second baseman's got to come hard, picks it up, and throws Clawson out. Great play by Brant as he came in, had to barehand the ball on about a fourth hop and made the quick throw. 
That's a big league play right there. Full speed, full run, bare hand, throws down low across his body back to first base. Two men out, and McIntyre steps in. Cougars still without a base hit. Brock Hale was hit by a pitch his first time up, and that's been the only base runner for the Cougars so far here today. Mike Littlewood down in the third base coaching box for BYU. Trent Pratt down at first. Jeremy Thomas, Brent Herring uh, in the dugout as uh, McIntyre lines one just foul down the third baseline. You know, one of the things that BYU has that's really quite impressive, and we haven't been able to see it so much this year because of a lot of games score and what inning, is they've got good team speed. Here's the pitch to McIntyre outside. You know, they do have good team speed, but they really haven't been able to showcase that much because they've been behind in so many games. That's exactly right. It kind of takes them out of the running game a little bit. When you're down four in the third and four in the fifth, there are a lot of things you could do when you're up, but you can't when you're behind like that. One pitch to McIntyre all the way back to the screen, and when I say all the way, I'm telling you, you can score from second base on a on a pass ball in this ballpark if you're if you're heads up. I mean, the difference with this and Benedetti Diamond is like, I mean, night and day. It's indescribable. It is. I think when you said you could pick the players, the hitter's pocket, that's the best one I've heard. Two on pitches outside for a ball. Here you can't even get close. And McIntyre's got that little sliding glove in his back right pocket. I could have snagged that out last <laughs> week at Benedetti, and he probably wouldn't even have known it. That's right. <laughs> that's a whole different setup. Three and one. McIntyre steps back in, hits one up the middle. Second baseman played perfectly. He's got it. He'll throw Mitch out. And the Cougars are retired here in the second. We're through one and a half. No score. Stanford and BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Will Matheson steps in. Matheson is a sophomore out of West Lynn, Oregon. 364 average. He's been on fire as of late. Right-handed hitter. And here's the 1-0 pitch, and that's outside for ball two. This is the young man who has six home runs in probably the last nine games. Ball fouled down the first base side. Including when you look at, the, you look at Madison, uh, he'd only started 12 games, does have the six home runs. He's only had 44 at bats, yeah. so it's uh, pretty good productivity for the young man. Big kid, too, 6'6". Six, six. Pitches as well as plays position. Ball hit up the middle. Anderson goes over, has got it. Throws the first, dugout by Favero for the out. Great play by both Anderson and Favero to rob uh, Matheson of a base hit. Great play by Anderson right there. Goes hard to his right, backhands the ball, and still has time to come up and throw Matheson out by half a step at first base. Christian Robinson now steps in. He's out of Melbourne, Florida, freshman. 6-3-2-10 left-handed hitter in the first pitch over for a strike. He is the center fielder for the Cardinal. Here's the 0-1 from Burrup, and that's just off the plate for a ball. This is another big, strong kid for Stanford. Sturdy, stocky, has powered all fields, and runs very well, too. 
1-2, line drive. McIntyre coming in in center field. He's not going to get there. It'll be a one-out single by Robinson. You know, Brent, that series Stanford played against Oregon State in the first game. Luke Heimlich pitched for OSU. And I guess the guy is not just as good as he was last year, but he's gotten remarkably even better. Only gave up three hits against a good Stanford hitting team. And uh, one good. And then, you know, that carried him into the second game where they beat Stanford 10-0. So this team is not, you know, unbeatable. BYU starts to put a little charge in a few things here. Runner going, throw down by Clawson. They're going to get him by a mile. Great throw by Clawson. And the impressive thing there is he, he had to uh, dig a pitch out of the dirt and then come up and make the throw on yeah. a hit and run. So Robinson is thrown out at second base, two men down. Clawson did something really smart there. He knew that accuracy wasn't as important as just getting rid of it. Pitch is just off the plate. So he goes down and he looks to block the pitch, but instead of blocking, he gets a clean catch and then just the transfer and that quick release, plenty of time to throw out. On one pitch, ball hit pretty well. Right fielder Brock Hill is under it. He'll make the catch, and Stanford retired here in the second. We're scoreless through two here at Stanford. BYU and Stanford Cardinal on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans. This is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Casey Jacobson steps in for the Cougars as we go to the top of the third. No score, BYU and Stanford. These two teams met last year in the uh, regional here. Stanford beat them in uh, game two of that uh, four-game regional. And then went on to lose to Cal State Fullerton. Was it Fullerton or Long Beach? It was Fullerton, wasn't it? There's a fly ball. Left fielder's got to come hard. I'm telling you, the wind really blowing the ball around and in toward the infield, and the uh, ball is caught by Kyle Stowers. You know, you look at Stowers out there with those flowing blonde locks, Jeff, and that never would have happened under Marquis. <laughs> He's got some long hair Marquis required. The short hair, he, he liked the, the, the polyester old-time jerseys, and you can see a little change in the uh, – Atmosphere down here. Yeah, Maybe players little, playing a little bit more loose. Yeah, they're a little freer. Kobe Kelton steps in. First pitch, fastball over for a strike. It's hard to imagine being the head coach at one place for more than 40 years, That's, isn't it? 40 years. He probably did it the same way from day one to the last day of that regional when he got beat out. 0-1-1 to Kelton, popped up in the infield. Shortstop coming in. Nico Horner, he's there and he'll make the catch. So the Cougars still without a base hit as they've gone through the order. And that will bring up a Brennan Anderson. Coach Littlewood said in his pregame, hey, we hope to build on last week's success. Come in here, play good baseball, maybe get a win, and move on to the final three against Pacific in Provo this week in our next Broadcast will be a Thursday night, 6 o'clock, Cougars and the Pacific Tigers. Last three games uh, for both teams uh, in the year as Anderson swings and misses at a curveball. This baseball is such a funny game, and especially when you play these midweek Tuesday games. You know, you're starting pitchers. How many times have we seen someone start on Tuesday 
who we've never really seen and have the performance of their life. It's happened. We, we've seen it plenty. And Anderson finally base hit right center field. Center field going over, picks it up. And Brendan Anderson with a two-out single here in the third inning. A good example of that, Brent, is Perone for BYU against Cal. Came in and threw a great game. Perone threw pretty well Saturday. He's going to get the start again, I think, on Saturday against the Tigers. And yeah. The Cougars will stay with Wood, uh, Rogers, and then Perone. He That's didn't, the plan right now, anyway. Yeah, he didn't throw very. He didn't throw very badly at all. He threw pretty darn good in that game against San Francisco. It was just one bad inning that kind of got him. Two men out, runner at first base, and Schneeman fouls it off down the third base side. That was a good piece of hitting by Anderson. On a submarine cutter, he stuck with it and lined it to right center field. That's not an easy pitch to hit. Stanford will... uh host Washington State this weekend here at Sunken Diamond before finishing off their conference uh, season up in Seattle at the University of Washington. The Pac-12 is two weeks behind the West Coast Conference when it comes to regular schedule. Yeah, they do not have any conference tournament, so that's that's the difference. And the regionals will be followed up by the very next week. I think it's highly likely that Stanford will host the regional and the super regional. Here's the 0-1 to Schneeman. That's outside. The only thing that would prevent that is if they got beat in the regional. Yep. But uh, excellent chance with their tremendous year that they've put together. Well, what did they start? They they were undefeated through the first. I think they went 18-1. and Yeah, 18-1, and the first 19 games. Pretty amazing start. Throw to first, Anderson back in. They started the year out by sweeping Cal State Fullerton, who beat him here um, in the regional. Then they uh, beat UC Davis, and they won four at Rice. Then they went to Texas. Yeah, went to Texas and played. Went to Michigan and played. Sneeman, a little looper, left fielder going out. Played perfectly right down the line. Makes the catch for the out. Perfect defensive alignment there. By the Cardinal, and the Cougars are retired here in the third. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through two and a half. One, or no score, BYU and Stanford on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alec Wilson steps in. Tries to push, but misses it for strike one. Now here is Burrup's uh, 0-1 pitch. That ball is fouled off of Wilson's foot. Burrup's throwing some good quality pitches these first three innings. Bo Jr. out of Pocatello, Idaho, 6'5", 220. So we've mentioned two wins, two losses on the year. Curveball just missed outside. Bo Burrup, this is his fifth start of the year, his 22nd appearance. Opponents hitting 319 off Burrup. He's given up three hits in the first couple innings. That pitch just missed in sight, and the count evens up at two and two. Stan scheduled to leave out of San Jose Airport to right after the ball game. Swing and a miss. Wilson goes down on strikes. 
Burrup, go ahead. Jeff. Excuse me, Brent. Burrup threw him a fastball in and up. Wilson, a little anxious, swings at a pitch out of the strike zone. I'll bring Bo Branton to the plate. Yeah, San Jose Airport, what, about 15 miles from here, but it could take anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour and a half to get there, depending on the traffic. So Cougars of Stanford, I don't think they're going to try it. They're not going to start an inning after 4 o'clock here local time to give uh, Cougars a chance to get to that 4.30 or 6.30 flight. Pitch is down low. I'm on that same flight, so, yeah, we'll, uh, I don't think we're going to be having any post game today. Next time we'll be with you will be uh, Thursday evening from Provo. The Cougars are going to have to ride home in their uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> that plane might not swell t- uh, smell too well. No. I'm glad, uh, well, I don't know, I'll probably be sitting right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way this game's tooling along, you just never know. Pitch is outside. Bo Branton uh, grounded back to Burrup his first time up. Here's the 3-1 from Bo. Ball grounded uh, down to Jacobson. And Jacobson kind of tripped a little bit, got past him, and the runner will move to second base. Well, that's normally a play Casey Jacobson makes easily, but it looked like he got his uh, spike caught a little bit. Yeah, didn't allow him to get down low enough to make the snag. Be an error, two base error on Jacobson. Casey committed a big error early in that game on Saturday, which cost the Cougars. And now a runner at second base, one man out. And Tim Tawa steps in. First pitch is down low, ball one. And I'm sure I'm sure the Cougars have the book on Tawa. You do not want to throw this guy inside fastball. Got seven home runs from the number two position. Thirty-seven RBIs. He singled his first time up. Power to left field. Hitting three oh three on the air, and that pitches it down a little bit. Two balls and no strikes. Burrup can't change his approach. It's been working really nicely, just because he gets a second base runner. Ball hit up the middle. Sneeman goes over, gloves it behind the bag at second. Throws the first for the out. Two men out. Runner moves to third base. Burrup, and Nico Horner steps Burrup, in. Burrup came back with a quality pitch right there. Nico Horner. Horner steps in. He is a junior out of Oakland. As I mentioned, one of the top-rated prospects in the entire nation. Draftable this year as a junior. Very good shortstop and can really swing the bat well, hitting in that number three. Hole for the Cardinal. Runs really well. So a runner at third base, two men out. Horner singled into right field his first time, and the first pitch is uh, a little bit outside for ball one. You know, Brent, against good hitting clubs, I don't care what conference, what part of the country, if you're a pitcher, you better have an off-speed pitch, especially a good changeup. You just you can't survive without it. Pitches outside, ball two. Unless you can throw a slider in the exact right location time after time after time, and that's down and away to a right-handed hitter and in on their hands to a lefty, you've got to have more than two pitches. That pitch is over. Two and one the count to Nico Horner. 
Horner batting from the right side. Pitch is lined into left field, base hit. RBI and the Cardinal up uh, by a score of one to nothing here in the third inning. And that was not a bad pitch by Burrup. He throws it down in the strike zone, and Horner just goes out and kind of loosely puts the barrel to it and hits a fairly hard line drive to left field. Well, the air leads to a run, and that will bring up uh, Dashback. He's got 14 home runs on the air. He grounded out to uh, Peterson or to uh, Jacobson his first time up. So the Cardinal push an unearned run across. Here in the bottom of the third, they lead one nothing. This Cardinal team, uh, pretty good offensive team. They lead the Pac-12 in scoring, home runs, batting average, slugging, and uh, stolen bases. As uh, they have uh, hit all cylinders, all facets of the game this year to go along with their incredible pitching staff. Their team earned run average, their team earned run average is 2.5. There's another base hit to right field off the bat of Dashback. And uh, now the Cardinal with runners at first and second. Two men out, Kyle Stowers steps in. You know, Brent, I was thinking the other day after, I mean, we've watched so many college baseball games over the years. There are a couple things we don't talk about very much that I think make a big difference. One is the teams that can hold leads late in the game. And then I think there's a really big difference between the teams that scout their opponents really well and the ones who don't. I mean, we've commented on it. For example, against San Francisco, BYU had scouted that team really well and had position players in the exact right spot. Stowers pops one down the left field line. Kringlin coming hard. He slides and unable to get there. Almost ran into the wall down there. Great effort by Kringlin. He was coming hard. Just eluded him. Almost got there. No balls and a strike. I agree with you. I mean, uh, you look at how Stanford had, uh, just as an example, Sneeman played in that last half inning. I mean, normally that ball hit by Sneeman down the left field line is a double. You look up, left fielder right there makes the catch. Saves the run. And they adjust well, too. Good teams adjust. Here's the 0-1. That's outside. We saw that early where Stanford made a big shift on Clausen. After two pitches and a change in the count, they shifted back, and they weren't so extreme. Gives the pitcher more flexibility. 1-1 pitch just off the plate. Two balls and a strike to uh, Stowers. Sophomore. And Burrup's got two outs here. There's no reason why he should get too fancy. You know, we're early. We're only in the bottom of the third. He's got to come in with good pitches. Towers line drive, base hit, center field. Another run will score. And the Cardinal will have runners at first and second base. They lead this one two to nothing. All these runs are unearned. That's Towers. 38th RBI of the year. And Will Madison steps in. He uh, grounded out to Anderson his first time up. Wind continuing to blow directly in from center field here in the ballpark. Burrup's got to get out of this inning by making some quality pitches here. Get a ground ball and 
the third out. He cannot afford to make a, a mistake to Matheson. Matheson cues uh, one down the first baseline for strike one. Stanford dressed in their black uh, top with the red numerals, white pants. Cougars in the Cougar blue top today with the uh, road gray pants. Stanford at home this weekend against Washington State. Cougars at home against Pacific. Ball is, there's a throw down, and they're going to get the runner in a rundown, but the run will score on the double steal. And he's tagged out, but uh, Stanford does score the run. They lead three to nothing. As Dashback scores from third base, three runs. They get those three runs on three hits. There was an error. And one man left on base. We are through three complete. Stanford three, Cougars nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Pitcher for the Cardinals that go to the fourth. We'll pitch to Brock Hill. First pitch is down low. Austin Wiremiller. He's a freshman out of uh, Milton, Georgia, left hander. 5'11, 175. And the pitch to Hill is up high, ball one. These are matchups I like. I like to see, even though Stanford's rated higher and had a better season than BYU, I like to see when players like Brock Hale come in and see how they stack up. Hale takes that one on the outside corner. One of the things that impresses me the most about Brock Hale at the plate is he's got great hitter's composure. 2-1, that's up high for a ball. 3-1 to count. Doesn't matter. Once in a while, he'll swing at a bad pitch. He regroups quickly, forgets about it. I can think of at least five times in the last, what, ten games where he's gone deep in the count, got there by swinging at a bad pitch, and then comes back and gets a base hit somewhere else. Ball hit pretty well. Right fielder going back in the alley right in front of the 375-foot mark. Makes the play for out number one of the inning. Wire Miller this year for the Cardinal. 3.21 earned run average. This is his 20th appearance. Five wins, one loss. 28 innings pitched. He's given up 25 hits, so this kid, it's amazing. Uh, 28 uh, innings pitched is all, and he's got five wins, so he's had some pretty good, uh, probably come from behind wins with he's taken over on the hill. Talks a lot about Stanford hitters coming back late and winning games. Nate Favero swings and misses at the curveball for a strike. Favero flew out to center field his first time up there. Curveball's up high. Here's the 1-1. Rivero takes that one outside. 
Yeah, the crowd press box getting a little antsy about the scoreboard, showing a 2-0 Stanford lead instead of 3-0. 2 one pitch for Vera. Big swing and a miss. Boy, had a pitch there he could handle. Swung right through it. Two balls and two strikes. Avero steps back in, curve ball up high. Three balls and two strikes. Now they've got four to nothing on the scoreboard when it should be three. uh, Somebody's up there a little confused. Ball fouled off. Count remains at two balls and two strikes to Favero. Cougars coming in 21 wins, 25 losses, 10 and 14 in the conference. Were officially eliminated on Sunday or Saturday. And there's a call strike three on the outside corner. Favero goes down on strikes for out number two. A pitch too close to take. That could have gone either way, don't you think, yeah, Brent? But it was too, close. too close to let let go. That'll bring Kringlin to the plate. Keaton will step in. He flew out on the first pitch he saw in the ball game to center field. Another big difference here, Brent, is the Cougars. This is a natural, natural field. You know, natural grass, dirt. It's funny to see the hitters actually come into a. Pitches up high for a ball. Come into a ballpark with artificial turf and try to move the dirt around at home plate. (laughs) Keaton loves to do that. Kringlin can do it here. It's the real deal. Two-all pitch to Keaton. Ball fouled off. You know, Brent, I was thinking about artificial versus natural playing surfaces, and if you can play on natural surface, and they manicure and take care of the field really exceptionally well. I'd still prefer to play on that field, but not very many teams do. So, Franklin fouls another pitch off. So when you consider an artificial surface that's always perfect, uh, that's that might be the choice for most players anymore. Well, and part of the pro- the biggest problem is just the the time the colleges colleges play baseball. I mean, yeah. they start in February. Boy, those cold weather schools. I mean, it's it's you know it's it's almost their only option. Fly ball, right fielder Wilson is there, and the Cougars retired in order here in the fourth inning. Stanford leading this ball game three to nothing as we threw three and a half on your New Skin BYU Sports Network. Cougars Blake Inouye into the ball game. He will take over for Burrup. Uh, Burrup uh, went uh, three innings, gave up uh, three hits, all of the, or gave up uh, six hits, but three runs, and all those runs were unearned, Jeff. So, a, really, a tough luck start for the Cougars. Uh, Bo Burrup as he kind of pitched around trouble and got a bunch of base hit or a bunch of ground balls and. Unfortunately, uh, the air by Jacobson was really the difference in the ballgame. That's exactly right, Brent. In a way, really threw well. 
stayed ahead in the count mostly. Started off with a lot of strikes and just got burnt by an air. Blake Inouye, 5.62 earned run average, two wins, five losses. He's thrown 41 innings. Out of Las Vegas, will step in for the Cougars on the hill, and the first pitch is down low, ball one. Cougars only one hit through the first four. Anderson single to right center. Pitch is hit into left field by Matheson for a base hit. Ball hit sharply between Jacobson and Schneeman. So a runner at first base, and that will bring up Christian Robinson. He also singled his first time up. Seven hits by Stanford here early in the game. And here is Inouye's pitch over for a strike. If Blake gets in trouble, it's when he elevates Elevates the ball. When he leaves the ball up. His fastball does not have enough velocity. You You cannot throw it by hitters anymore. Unless you're throwing 98 up, you've got to be location if you're throwing 87, 89. We are at Sunken Diamond here on the campus of Stanford. Cougars and Stanford midweek non-conference game for both schools. Swing and a miss. And the count now 0-2 on uh, Christian Robinson. Brought the freshman in from uh, Melbourne, Florida, 6-3-2-10. And part of Stanford is uh, it's not just how good you are athletically. You've got to be top of your class academically to get into this uh, institution. You, the coaching staff, any sport, cannot offer a scholarship, an athletic scholarship, until they have been cleared academically. One ball, two strikes. Pitch is fouled off. Now compare that to BYU where we, we hear the ACT scores and your GPAs. Is it similar to that? Well, right. They look at test scores. They look at GPA. But the difference is that a lot of schools, athletic departments, can offer scholarships, and they just kind of take a chance that they're okay athletically. Now that's changed a lot. Ball hit out to Sneeman. He's got it. He'll step on the bag and turn two. As Robinson hit it hard, but Sneeman made the good play. And that will be two men out for the Cardinal. Or programs will say, I've got a kid I want to play on a certain sports team. And they'll work hard with academics to try to get them qualified. But here at Stanford, you don't even talk. You apply. Just Everybody applies the same way. So athletes have to apply. And then once they've been accepted academically, then you can go after them for an athletic scholarship. Christian Molfetta steps in, the catcher. First pitch outside, ball one. Malfetta flew out to Brock Hale his first time up. Inouye made a good pitch. That ball was hit hard, but right at Schneeman. There's a bunt down the third baseline that rolls foul. I like uh, Inouye's attitude, his disposition on the mound, too. Don't you, Brent? Very cool, very calm. Nothing really ruffles him. You don't notice much difference in his delivery, whether he's just given up a hit or not. Very consistent emotionally. And away from the stretch, looks in, and the pitch is outside for a ball. 
Sparse, sparse crowd in the ballpark today, as you would imagine, on a Tuesday. Tuesday uh, at one. You know, usually they play the Tuesday games in the evening. With BYU's travel schedule, they were forced to move this into the afternoon. Pitch is over for a strike. Two and two. This last weekend, Brent, <clears throat> uh, when we were in San Francisco, a couple of us were talking about pitchers, and we only came to one conclusion. All pitchers have quirks. All popped out of play. In fact, we could not think of a pitcher we've known, played with, or been around that didn't have something quirky or <laughs> odd about them. And I think you have to have that if you're going to be a pitcher. Two balls, two strikes, and away with two men out. Here's the pitch. Ball grounded foul down the third base side. Cougars, as we mentioned, return home tonight. Get ready for the Thursday, Friday, Saturday series against Pacific. They'll play Thursday and Friday at 6, Saturday at 1 in Larry Miller Field. Man, it seems like it's been a month since we've been home playing baseball. Sure does. Ball hit very well. That's a base hit by Molfetta, the catcher. And Inouye left that ball up too high in the strike zone. Molfetta made that look too easy. Drives it back up the middle. Fastball too high. Northern California is starting to feel like home. We played Cal here two weeks ago tonight and went up to St. Mary's. <laughs> Went home for a couple days, played Utah, came back to play San Francisco, now over the weekend here against right. Stanford. People are getting to know you on that 8.30 a.m. flight, Salt Lake City, <laughs> San Jose, aren't they, Brent? Either that or they're getting to know me in the fast lane on the freeway, <laughs> the 880. <laughs> That's right. You're going to have to apply for a California fast pass if you stay here much longer. Popped up. Jacobson going over, foul territory, huge foul territory. He makes the play for the out. San Francisco, that's out on the road. Good catch by uh, Jacobson, and the Cardinal is retired here. No runs, two hits, no errors, and nobody left. We are through. Four complete, 3 nothing. Stanford leading the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation, it's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU. And you're listening to the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Dave Clawson steps in. He'll go against the lefty uh, Mark Miller. Who will work his second inning of work as we go to the fifth here. First pitch to Clawson. A swing and a miss for strike one. Clawson, McIntyre, Jacobson. Clawson grounded out to Brenton, the second baseman, his first time up there. Lawson fouls that one off, and he's quickly behind in the count, 0-2. You know, I like the setup here at Stanford for pitchers, too. The bullpens are wide open, still plenty of room to play, a lot of foul territory, but if you're in the pen, you can see the game and follow what's going on. If you're in the crowd, you can actually see who's who's warming, warming up, up, what's going on out there. And as as a coach, I think you like to see that. You like to you see what's going on. Make sure you see the whole guys, field. Guys are happy. You know what you want to happen is happening. Ball and two strikes. Clawson steps back in, and David fouls one deep to right field. 
down the line and into the bullpen area of uh, Stanford. Stanford in the first base dugout here in the ballpark. Cougars down the third baseline, and usually that's just the opposite. Most home teams take the third base dugout. As we saw it to San Francisco, they were in the first base dugout, but uh, I'd say the vast majority of the teams are in the third base dugout. There's another foul ball into the bullpen for Stanford. And, you know, even at BYU, we were in, we were actually yeah. opposite for many, many years. We were in the first base dugout. Remember those days, Brent, when BYU was remember those field? days. We had a chain link fence yes. for a backstop, and the press announcer sat at a card card table behind home plate. <laughs> those Pitch were the to days. Clausen's up high for a ball. Those wow. were the days. Boy, they come a long ways. Talking to a couple of the Stanford guys about some of the ballparks in the West Coast Conference. And told them San Diego's really got one of the finest in the nation when you look at it. Just the, the viewing angles and everything are just absolutely perfect at that ballpark. Got some of the best stadiums, and then I think we've got some of the worst. Yeah. Uh, St. Mary's tops the list. Exactly. And, you know, uh, Stanford plays a lot of the teams in the West Coast Conference on Tuesdays. Lawson fouls that one straight back. Santa Clara's got a real nice yard. San Francisco, quirky yard. I've I've learned to to like it more and more. You like that yard. I I can understand that. It's got its unique personality. If you don't have a seat, you got to bring a blanket because you're sitting out on the berm. <laughs> and there's not a whole lot of seats available. I pitch it. Again, Lawson fouls that one off. David, a uh, sophomore out of Dana Point, California, has been swinging the bat better. 283 average, uh, 12, home, or 12 RBIs on the year. Still looking for his first home run of the year. You know, Brent, San Francisco did one thing that was good. They doubled their seating from the old to new, the new field. They went from 31 to 62. Lawson, ground ball. First baseman's got it on one hop. He'll step on the bag for the out. And there's a good example of a pitcher doing exactly what the scouting report wants him to do. He just kept throwing Clausen inside, inside, inside. Never gave him a pitch in the middle part of the plate or the outside part of the plate. Clausen keeps fouling balls off, keeps pounding him inside, and then he gets an easy two-hopper to the first baseman. Yeah, they got to give the Cougars a lot of credit this year for their schedule. Uh, Mike Littlewood and uh, Trent Pratt. Uh, you know, they look at the Pac-12 teams they scheduled. They played Utah four times. They played Arizona, Cal, and now Stanford. And uh, so, you know, they were really trying to improve their RPI and uh, just unfortunately this year just things haven't gone their way for lots of different reasons. But uh, got to give them a lot of credit for stepping up and, and uh, putting that kind of schedule together. And it's going to make them better in the long run. There's a ball lined into center field. Center fielder coming in, and he made the catch for the out. Questionable. That was questionable. The second base umpire really not a very good job of getting out there and taking a look at that. It looked almost like he hadn't even started running out there. But when the ball was caught and the center fielder just reached his glove up, I'm not too sure about that. That looked questionable to me, too. I mean, that was – I thought I saw a little, you know, ba-ba. That little scuff that comes when you catch that real close short hop. Two men out, and Jacobson steps in, and he pops one down the right field line. Right fielder coming in. 
he'll make the catch in foul territory, fair territory for the out. And again, Cougars retired here in the fifth. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through four and a half. Three nothing. Stanford leading BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Bo Branton will step in. He is uh, 0 for 2 today. Third inning, the air off the ground ball off of Branton led to the three runs that uh, Stanford scored. All three runs were unearned, and the first pitch to Branton is over for a call strike. Branton, the leadoff hitter for the Cardinal. Branton's an interesting player, too, because last year, Duke Kinneman started at second base for Stanford. Pitches up high for a ball. An outstanding player. Had a great year. He and the shortstop were a tremendous double play combination. He gets hurt, and Bo Branton comes in and just picks right up. No gap whatsoever. Yeah, hitting 370 on the year. I'll say he's picked up, and there's a base hit. No. Ball grant, a hit uh, caught by uh, Brendan Anderson. Looked like that ball was going to get over Anderson's head, but he made the catch for out number one. <laughs> Brandon can't believe what just happened. He hits the ball right on the number, lines it up the middle, and BYU and Anderson had him played exactly right, and Anderson made that look easy. Tim Tawa now, the freshman out of Westland, Oregon, steps in. He's one for two. Single in the first, grounded out in the third. As Blake in away with his uh, second inning of work and the first pitch over for a strike. Cougars have, an, have another lefty down beginning to throw. We'll see so a I couple more pitchers uh, Parkinson. Pitch just a little bit inside a ball and a strike. Gringland's playing a little bit left of center and left field, but Tawa is a pull hitter. Kringlin's got to cheat a little bit to his right. Ball popped up. Schneeman goes out, shallow left field. He'll call everybody off, and he'll make the play for the out. Two men down, and Nico Horner steps in. Oh, Horner's two for two. Horner having quite a year. He was the other half of that double play combination with Duke Kinneman last year. I think they turned a, a record number of double, double plays, not just for Stanford, but in the Pac-12. There's a ball hit right at Sneeman. Daniels got it. Throw a little bit high, but the Favero came back down on the bag for the out. And the Don, the uh, Cardinal retired here in order. We're through 5 3 nothing. Stanford over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Will Matheson will now take over on the hill. Matheson uh, has been a DHing in the ball game, so he'll take over. He'll be the third Stanford pitcher we've seen in the ball game. Matheson. Uh, Two wins, no losses, 2.25 earned run average. This will be his 10th appearance, thrown 12 innings. Nine strikeouts on the year for the big right-hander. And Kobe Kelton will lead off for the Cougars as we go to the sixth here at Stanford. Looks like uh, Trent Pratt, first base coach, forgot his helmet, so he's got to come back to the dugout, put the helmet on. 
all base coaches. Uh, I think in all of baseball now are required to wear uh, even batting in, helmets even in the major leagues. Exactly. I think that's where it actually started. Kelton steps in, a freshman out of Round Rock, Texas. And uh, Kelton swings and misses at a pitch up and out of the zone for strike one. Matheson's an imposing side on the mound. All six, six of him, big stride towards home plate. Here's the 0-1. Kelton fouls that one off. By the time that ball leaves his hand, he's only, what, 54 feet away? Got a big, long stride. And, you know, hasn't pitched that much this year for them, but has been a mainstay in the lineup, as you'd mentioned, has really been swinging the bat well as of late as Kelton Rockets one right fielder coming in. A couple of steps, he'll make the catch for the out. Boy, the wind really Boy, the affecting wind. this ball game. Knocking everything down. That's a fly ball that you would see go 15 feet short of the warning track, and the right fielder comes in and catches it in shallow right field. Yeah, ball was, was hit pretty well. One man out, Brandon Anderson, who has the only hit for the Cougars today. Will come up. He is. Uh, it was a single back in the third inning. First pitch outside, ball one. That was a good piece of hitting by Brennan in his at in his hit appearance. Fastball away. Pitches another curveball. This one fouled off. Ball and a strike to Brendan Anderson. He'll be followed by Schneeman. You know, Brent, there's another interesting thing about being here at this diamond. If you're on the field. Anderson swings and misses for a strike. If you're down on the field, there's a reason why it's called sunken diamond. You're down a little bit, and the acoustics in the stadium, if you're out on the field, are really good. You, you talk, and you, it just reverberates everywhere. One-two pitch. Anderson fouls it off. Matheson has thrown Anderson every pitch curveball. One, two, Anderson fouls this one off down the first base side. First baseman going over, and he'll make the catch. Foul territory, huge foul territory here at the ballpark, and uh, Anderson is uh, pops out for out number two. And now they're going to debate whether or not the catch was made in fair territory or in the white-marked area of the dugout. Right. There is a... AstroTurf area of the dugout that's about, what, about six feet out from the steps. And they're now uh, asking if he caught the ball in out-of-play territory. He was close. Yeah, he the was close. The umpire made the quick out call, and so I put, I looked down, was marking in my scorebook now the four umpires together trying to make sure they get the call correct. I tracked it, and it was really close, but it looked to me like he made the catch and then stepped into the dugout area. Well, the four umpires are having a little conference right there behind home plate. Next broadcast, Thursday night, 6 o'clock, BYU and Pacific. From Larry Miller Field, they do uphold the out call. So two men are out, and Sneeman will come up. And that, that call, that play for the first baseman, shouldn't have even been close. He has his entire dugout down there able to communicate with him and tell him what he needs to do. 
It looks like they may have done that, and he was making it look harder than it really was. First pitch to Sneeman outside, ball one. Cougars have just been unable to get anything going offensively here in the ball game. And Sneeman swings and misses. And the count uh, goes to a ball and a strike on the Cougar shortstop. Well, the Cougars still have some time to see if they can put. Little looper right at the third baseman. He'll make the play for the out. And the Cougars retired here in the sixth. No runs, no hits, no errors. We're through five and a half. Three nothing. Stanford over the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Dashback steps in. He is a one for two on the day. Blake in away on the hill, and there's a pop-up. That ball's over near the Stanford dugout and lands right on top of the dugout down the first base side. Brent Norton, Jeff Bills, bringing you BYU baseball here on your BYU radio network and ESPN 960. Cougars down three to nothing to the Stanford Cardinal, number two ranked team in the nation. Well, depends on what uh, poll you look at. There's so many baseball polls now. Yeah, there's got to be, what, seven different polls now? And they're all kind of alike, but, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, SEC-inspired polls and some a little more West Coast-oriented. That SEC-inspired poll is called the Coaches Poll. Popped up. Playable for Schneeman and uh, oh, here comes Kringlin. Kringlin is going to call everybody off and make the play for the out. That was well done by the Cougars. That could have turned into a circus act right there, but Kringlin came in and took control. You know, when you look at this team, Jeff, I mean, just from the kind of the outside in, I feel like I'm kind of an insider, but when you look at these kids and uh, – you know, Dave Clausen, of course, is sophomore, but he's a he's a draftable kid. Uh, Schneeman, a draftable kid, is a junior. Kringlin and left, but not having the years that they probably really needed to have in order to be able to be drafted in a position where, uh, you know, they wanted to be. Pitches inside for a ball. You know, you've, you've got to kind of think through about last year. We went to a regional, but, but getting there was not like winning the conference outright, so to speak. We barely squeaked into the conference tournament. There's a line shot, right field, base hit. We got into Cal the Stowers. excuse me, Brent. We got into the conference tournament, but then that's when we got hot and won back to backs and got ourselves into a regional. But it was that feeling of that positive feeling, that good outcome, that made us think. I mean, I look back on it now. I, uh, my expectations for this year were probably way higher than they should have been. And, you know, it's easy to say the Cougars underperformed, but I'm not sure that's accurate. I think that in a lot of categories they were just as good, but pitching is always the key. Pitch is over for a strike. And that's where we really were. We got hurt this year. Madison, who is the pitcher now for Stanford, stepping back in. He's one for two. You don't see this very often. There's the pitch. Saw it back at St. Mary's as their opening day starter was their DH that batted cleanup. He batted cleanup the rest of the series. <laughs> I remember that. Really good against the Cougars. I, I love the use of uh, when college coaches use these two-way players. I think I agree. It's a good way to recruit. I think kids likes, like to come and think I can pitch, I can hit. I can do a little bit of everything. I'd love to see the Cougars 
Yeah, it takes a special kind of athlete as uh, Matheson has struck out looking two men out. Yeah, it does take a special kind of athlete, and it has to be the right kind of positions, too. You know, you might see a, a pitcher. In fact, we've seen it before where a pitcher can also DH. But it's a little tougher to play a position and also pitch. Christian Robinson swings and misses for a strike. But you Robinson know, singled and grounded into a double play today. But Stanford has done that a lot over the years. I mean, they had a third baseman pitcher who's in the big leagues right now. Pitches grounded uh, foul down the first base side, 0-2. Trying to think of his name. I will in a minute, but played third base on a regular basis, came in in relief. Yeah, several. We've seen several teams throughout the years. Closers, specifically. Yeah. You know, they'll play right field, whatever, and then when it's time to close, they bring them in. They're just hard throwers in a lot of cases. Pitch by Inouye is outside for a ball. Stanford got all three of the runs in the third. They were unearned runs. The air by Jacobson kind of opened the floodgates and then a couple of uh, hits. And Stanford then a double steal. Strike three called as Robinson goes down on strike. So good inning by Inouye. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through six. Three-nothing Stanford over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. (laughs) Back here as Brock Hale pops on up behind home plate. That's going to be playable catcher coming back, battling the sun, battling the wind a little bit, and unable to make the play is the catcher for Stanford. So uh, Brock Hale, very fortunate right there as... Uh, Christian Malfata unable to make the play. Malfata's just coming in to replace the injured Maverick Handley, and of all the things you don't want to get, it's a giant major league pop-up right behind you. We talked about the amount of space between home plate and and uh, the backstop here, and what is it, 80 feet probably, something like that? I mean, it's the biggest I've ever seen in any ballpark. Malfati, you feel bad for him there as uh, he was coming hard and battling. If you've ever caught at all, you know that ball's going to come back at you. So you're going to cut back towards the infield. Right. But I'll tell you, the key here for a catcher is you've got to block everything. You cannot let it get behind you. Pitch is over for a strike. Because Two and one count to Brock Hale. You made the point earlier, Brent. A guy can go from first to third on a pass ball or a wild pitch here very easily. Two balls, two strikes. Hale swings, misses, gets past the catcher, and Hale is going to end up at first base. Curveball that Malfata just unable to corral back there as it uh, bounced up in the dirt. And the Cougars will take the uh, base runner any way they can get it right now as they've got the lead runner here on in the seventh inning. That will bring uh, Favero to the plate. Good alert. Hustle by Brock Hale to get down to first base on that pass ball. Favero steps in. He has uh, flown to center and struck out. Isn't it funny, Brent? This game is so crazy sometimes. Hale should have been out on a pop-up. Struck out and should have been out, but he's on first base because of a pass ball by the catcher with two strikes. 
Not living a charmed life right now, Brock, at least in this <laughs> inning. Cougars are just ha- uh, thankful to have a base runner. It's their first base runner since the, the third, third inning. Yeah, it pays to have more than one life in baseball terms. Here's the pitch to Favero. That's up a little bit high for ball two. Big sweeping curve by Matheson. Boy, that ball had a lot of break on it. So much break, it backed Favero off, and he just kind of had to stand and watch it come in. Close to a strike. Cougars only two base runners. There has not been a walk in the game by this uh, Cardinal staff. And Favero pops it up. Shortstop Nico Horner is there, and he'll make the catch for the out. In fact, I was thinking, Brent, early in the season, Stanford won a game in the bottom of the ninth inning, man on second base, pass ball, and he scored. Well, and it's a rounded backstop, so you can get some funky funky hops. Or it'll just hit and die. And, you know, talking to Coach Littlewood, he said, hey, you've got to be heads up. You can easily first to third and a lot of times second to home on a ball that gets away from the catcher. There's a big curveball that's up high to Kringlin for ball one. Matheson's having trouble finding the plate, especially with a breaking ball right now. If Cougar hitters are patient, only one out here in the top of the seventh. Patience will pay off. Kringlin fouls that one off. And the count now, uh, a ball and a strike to Keaton Kringlin. Cougar left fielder Clausen is on deck. Cougars now have a right-hander down throwing. Can't tell for sure who it is. They've had to Parkinson up a little bit. And Kringlin lines one into right center field. That's going to be in for a base hit. Hale will hold at second base on the single. He had to kind of wait to make sure that ball... Wasn't going to be caught. Normally, you'd see Brock go first to third on that every time. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because our view from the press box, it was easy to see that ball was going to drop in. But from down on the field, you had to be sure that that ball wasn't caught. Avoid the double play. You know, when that ball was hit, I thought that ball had a chance to get go to the, the fence. Into the alley. <laughs> I'm telling you, the wind just keeping everything. There hasn't been a ball hit 320 feet in, no. in the game today. No, the wind is knocking everything down, especially to right field. It's just catching it and bringing it down quickly. Clawson steps in, had a good at bat his last time. He's 0 for 2, fouled a bunch of pitches off. And he will step in against uh, Will Matheson. And now the catcher out to have a little chat. Cougars threatening. First time they've had a runner in scoring position in the ballgame as we play the top of the seventh inning here. Good chances with only one out. But, you know, Brent, we haven't seen a ball hit hard to left field. I'd like to see that because I think a good ball to left field is going to sail out of here pretty good, quick. First pitch to Clawson inside ball one. As you mentioned, Matheson really struggling with his command of that curveball, throwing it for a strike. Cougars need to kind of just sit on that fastball and drive it somewhere, just like Kringlin did. Just show patience. Don't get over-anxious and swing at bad pitches. You're going to get a good one in the good part of the strike zone. 1-0 pitch is off the corner, but called a strike, 1-1. Another good thing that we've seen 
with good teams we've watched this year, Brent, is that they move with the pitches. For example, the infield picks up where the catcher wants it, and if it's a right-handed hitter and he's going to throw outside, they move. On one pitch, Lawson fouls another one way down the right field line and, again, into the bullpen area. He's hit about four into that bullpen, just a little ahead of that breaking pitch. And David behind in the count, one and two. David, a big uh, series in San Francisco. Now has 12 RBIs on the year, 283 average coming into the game. Well, Matheson, the sophomore out of Oregon. Here's the one-two pitch. That's outside for a ball, two and two. Matheson will not throw a breaking pitch on the outside part of the plate or even try. The only times with Claussen, he's going outside. His fastball significantly away. He's going to challenge Clausen to push a ball down the left field line. There's one thing I do love about this press box, though, Brent. From where they've got you and me seated, we've got a great view right smack dab behind home plate. In fact, I think you're right dead center home plate, aren't you? Yeah, I'm pretty close. If I'm not dead center, it's it's good. We're a long ways away from it, but it's a it's a good angle. A little different than last week. But uh, we were at a 90-degree angle. We, we can see the right field line today. <laughs> we were at a 90-degree angle to the hitter. A right-handed hitter was staring directly at us. Two balls, two strikes. Clausen steps back in. This is a big at-bat for Clausen. He's been getting the ball up a little bit. Matheson curveball up high, not even close, and the count goes full three and two. Stanford with a left-hander throwing in the pen. Tried to pick up his number, Brent, and I can't see it. McIntyre, lefty, is on deck. Clawson set it. Here's the pitch. Clawson takes it outside, ball four. Cougars are going to load him up. Great opportunity for the Cougars. McIntyre has a chance to do some damage, and single alone is likely to score two runners from second and third. He's got to avoid hitting a ground ball and the double play. Thomas Eager, the pitching coach for Stanford out, first year here at Stanford. He was the Eskers stop assistant at Cal for the last two seasons. And that's going to be it for Matheson. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with the new Stanford pitcher right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for Stanford is Jacob Palish, 6'5", 190 freshman out of uh, Richardson, Texas. Palish having himself a very good freshman year here for the Cardinal. Um, He is uh, two wins a loss, 1.96 earned run average in 21 appearances, has three saves. Opponents are only hitting 208 against uh, Palish. And uh, Mitch McIntyre, they're going to leave him in there, the left-hander, to face the left-hander Palish with one man out. 
Bases loaded, Cougars down three to nothing. Well, and isn't it funny? The Cougars have base loaded the bases on just one hit. A strike, a strikeout, a single, and a walk. McIntyre steps in. He is grounded out to the second baseman. He is lined out to center field. McIntyre wants to get a pitch he can hit on a line or at minimum a fly ball to score a runner from third. First pitch big. Swing and a miss at a curveball for strike one. Dallas, another great big kid, freshman. Yeah, they just keep bringing guys in from the bullpen, 6'5", 6'5", 6'6", 6'5". Kids, uh, they, and of course, the Stanford reach goes nationwide. This kid out of Texas. No balls and one strike. Noah Hill is in the on-deck circle for the Cougars, so it looks like he'll hit for Jacobson. And the pitch is McIntyre swings and misses. Boy, fastball right down the middle. I mean, Palish was not trying to fool anybody. He just went high heat right in the middle of the strike zone. McIntyre barely missed it. He's not going to see a pitch that good again. Oh, and two. Palace has pitched another fastball. This one outside. A lot of ballparks you see the, the radar gun, and this one you don't. I thought maybe after Marquis left, they'd throw one in. I think Esker might wait a year or two before he <laughs> makes that change. <laughs> Even if he wants it badly, it might be strategically a good idea to hold off a season. One-two pitch hit out toward the shortstop. He's up with it. His only play to first base. Cougars do score a run on the ground out. McIntyre grounds out 6-3. Does pick up the RBI. Cougars on the board 3-1 as Brock Hale scores. And that will bring uh, Noah Hill, pinch hitter, up. Base hit might tie this one up. Noah Hill hitting for Jacobson. Both these young men out of Flower Mound, Texas. Both are juniors. Noah Hill this year hitting 260s, had 50 at bats, 13 hits, six RBI. So a big at bat right here for Noah. Great kid, backup catcher for the Cougars. Great opportunity. Patience is the key. Get a pitch you can handle. And Hill fouls the first pitch off for strike one. Hill right on that pitch, just missed it. Palace has good velocity. It's surprising how hard this guy throws. Look, fastball, don't let it get by you. His breaking ball, he has to take quite a bit off. His sliders, same thing. Here's Palish's 0-1, and Hill foul tips that back into the catcher's glove. And Hill behind in the count, 1-2. Noah did not have an at-bat up in San Francisco the last weekend. I was surprised at that, weren't you? I thought he'd get some at-bats that third well, game. Thought he might, but the Cougars were on a bit of a roll. and yeah, Didn't want to change. Keep the same thing. 0-2. Palish's pitch is outside for a ball. BYU trying to tie this one up, but Cougars with one run on two hits. Stanford three runs on nine base hits as we play the top of the seventh inning here. And Palo Alto. Clausen's got to be careful at second base. They'll pick him off if he gets too big of a lead. 
Here's a 3-1. Hill swings and misses. Goes down on strikes. And the Cougars with one run on one hit. No errors. Two runners left. We're through six and a half. 3-1 Stanford over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Back here as we go to the bottom of the seventh, Brent Norton, Jeff Bills, here at Sunken Diamond on the campus of uh, Stanford. Cardinal leading the Cougars here 3-1 to one as we go to the bottom of the seventh inning. Malfetta will lead it off. And new pitcher, Brett Parkinson on for BYU. Noah Hill takes over at third base for the Cougars after pinch hitting for Casey Jacobson. Noah Hill, just Mr. Utility, behind the plate, second base, third base. He'll play anywhere. That's a good talent to have. Get yourself some at-bats. Alfetta steps in. He is uh, one for two on the day. And uh, Rhett Parkinson into the ballgame for the Cougars. Outstanding year for Rhett. One win, one loss, 3.45 earned run average. Does have a save. He's thrown 31 innings. Given up 30 hits, but only 14 runs. Good and pitch right there. Parkinson, 32 strikeouts in those 31 innings. And here is the 0-1. Fly ball. Right fielder Brock Hale is there. He is under it, and he will make the catch. So quickly, one man out for Stanford. It's a lot to ask for a guy like Molfetta to step in and take over for Hanley, who was having a terrific year. But uh, Hanley was remarkable defensively, very good behind the plate. Good ball game here, Cougars and Cardinal. First pitch, big high hopper. Schneeman's got to make the play. Quick throw to first. In time for the out. Got him by about a half a step. Great play by Daniel Schneeman. Very good play by Schneeman. Has to go straight up the middle, field the ball behind second base, and then put enough zip on that ball to make an out. Nice play. That's the kind of play that really good shortstop make routinely. You know, that's that's not a really difficult play, but the good ones make it and make it look routine. That's what Schneeman just did. This Stanford team came to Salt Lake City a couple of weeks ago, beat the Utes 12 to 1, 25 to 5. At one time, that game was 21 to 1, and then uh, 6 to 4 in game three. So this team is really an offensive juggernaut. Cougars have done a good job here today, limiting uh, them to, I mean, they have nine base hits, but uh, all those hits were because, uh, all those runs were because of an error on Casey Jacobson back in the third inning, and the first pitch is up high, ball one. Cougar pitchers have done a good job. You know, typically, if you give up that many hits, you'd expect more runs, but to keep them nine hits, three runs. That ball hit a ton. Deep left field. Back goes Kringlin. Looking up at the wall. Jumps and makes the catch. What a play by Kringlin. (laughs) Banged into the wall as his ball went into the glove. Robbing uh, Brent of extra bases. Great play by Kringlin. We're through seven. 3-1 Stanford over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network.
BYU Baseball is brought to you by Loop Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now, let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Colby Kelton steps in for the Cougars. First pitch over for a call strike. Jacob Palish is coming in throwing heat. This kid, uh, I think we had him possibly as high as 95 in the last inning. Big, tall, lanky kid who can really throw with some velocity. Here's the 0-1 to Kelton, and that's down low for a ball. Ball and a strike. Cougars scored one in the seventh. They're behind 3-1 here to uh, number two ranked Stanford. As we play the top of the eighth here. This is a big opportunity for the Cougars to come back here. Kelton swings at a miss. Looked like a straight change right there by Palace. Good pitch. Kelton 0 for 2 today. Popped up in the third. Flew out to right field in the sixth inning. Cannot let Palace throw a fastball by you right here with this count. 1-2. Two. two pitch foul down the third base side. Cougars were recruiting over the weekend. A couple of the coaches left, uh, went out and did some recruiting. And not only here in the Northern California area, but also uh, some flew back into Utah. Uh, that is a never-ending task. Kelton swings and misses at a curveball and goes down on strikes, one man out. Second strike up by Palish in his appearance. Mentioned no post game today due to the flight the Cougars have to catch here right after the ball game. Next time we'll be back on the air will be Thursday night, 5:55. Cougars and the Pacific Tigers. You know, Brent, if that bus gets into the fast lane, I think I'd just slip in right behind him. There's a ball hit pretty well, right center fielder going over uh, Robinson. He makes the catch for out number two. Just slide right in there. No yeah, one will ever just, see you. Just a chance for about a $500 fine. <laughs> I'm sure Avis would be appreciative. Well, you know, you have 24 hours or 48 hours to get one of those fast passes. The way, the way this game's moving, there won't be any problem getting yeah, to the airport. It's going to be easy. Two men out as Schneeman steps in. Daniel bunt down the first baseline. Palace has got it. Nobody covering the bag. First baseman came in. Second baseman a little slow coming over, covering the bag. So a mistake probably more by the second baseman than anything. Gives Sneeman a, a bunt single hit. Well, that was really interesting, wasn't it? You see a big left-hander come off the mound on a bunt push to the right side. First baseman thought he'd have to field it, and all of a sudden Palish got on his horse, and next thing you know, he's fielded it, and it's a horse race, which he doesn't win. Well, and Branton's sitting out there where was he? his head in the air wondering, where am I? I, well, should and, be, and, I should be at first base. And he was playing real deep on Schneeman. Pitch to uh, Brock Hale is over for a strike. Well, here's a kid that could tie this one up in a hurry if he found a pitch uh, in the heart of the uh, plate. Yeah, and if little patience here. Palish is... You know, that fastball is good, moving good, but just be patient. Get one in the belt high area and hit it hard. Here's the 0-1 pitch. And Hale swings, foul tips it back into the catcher's glove, and Brock behind in the count 0-2. And that's a lot to hope for because they know Hale hits fastball really well. 
Palace is now going to, with an 0-2 count, come back and fish around and make him swing at a pitch that's not all that good, but too good to let go. Well, Stanford on the strength of three unearned runs back in the third inning. That's the difference. They lead 3-1. to one. Cougars scored their uh, run in the seventh on a walk while, or a strikeout wild pitch, single walk, and a ground out. No balls, two strikes. And here's Palish's pitch. That's outside, gets away from the catcher. Sneeman around second base. Catcher finally picks it up, and Sneeman... I think in a different situation, Jeff, maybe with the Cougars leading or a clo- maybe a one-run game, you, you might see Sneeman try to get the third on that one. I think he could have. I think he could have, too, and I have no idea why Molfetta isn't scrambling like <laughs> mad to go get the, bo- the ball instead of he's turning his head and looking back to see what's going on. you got lots of guys telling you where to throw it. Get yourself back and get that ball as fast as possible. Three and one, the or, uh, uh, One and two the count. Three and one is the score. And Brock hits this ball right at the second baseman. Brandon's got it. He'll throw him out. And the Cougars are retired here in the eighth inning. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through seven and a half now. 3-1 Stanford over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll go to the bottom of the eighth. Stanford leading BYU 3-1 here, midweek game. At Sunken Diamond here in Palo Alto. And Stanford will send 2-3-4 and four up against uh, Drew Zimmerman, the freshman Lehigh High School product. Zimmerman into the ball game. 40 innings pitch, 21st appearance. 34 strikeouts. Opponents only hitting 203 off this kid. As he has been dynamic as a true freshman coming in. You can't afford to get too over-aggressive. First pitch just a little bit inside, ball one. Sometimes relief pitchers can come in and think, I'm just going to throw hard and blow it by people. It's got to be crafty. Drew should use his smarts here. There's the breaking pitch right there, a swing and a miss. And he, he looked so good him. Friday. Oh, he I did. San Francisco came in, just shut the door. He did look good. On the Dons in the ninth. He's got to be crafty here. Use his best stuff in and out, change speeds. There's another slider for a swing and a miss. You you know, you throw 94, you come out of that good slider. Tough to hit. This kid has proven throughout the year, and he's got an arm full of plates and screws where he had some uh, surgery. <laughs> Afraid to take him out now as well as he's throwing. He was on the Cougar radar through high school, and then he got injured and kind of fell off the radar. and. Well, I'm amazed it's his labrum that's hurt, isn't it? No, it's his el- down in his elbow area. Who's got the torn labrum? That's uh, Parkinson. That's the kid Parkinson. Just in he there. was just yeah. in. Swing and a miss. Another very good pitch by Zimmerman. He strikes out Tawa for out number one. That was set up brilliantly by Zimmerman. Breaking ball down and away. Fastball down and in. Off-speed breaking pitch. Fastball slider. Really good. Good pitch selection right there, and he's throwing it to the right spots. Nico Horner steps in. First pitch, grounded foul down the third baseline. Horner two for three on the day with an RBI and a run scored. Horner, the right-hander out of Oakland. Really probably a candidate for player of the year. There's a ground a fly ball hit right at Schneeman who makes the play for the out. 
little bit on the handle right there by Horner. Doesn't get get it right out on the barrel. Just down the bat a little bit enough to make an easy little soft line drive to Sneeman at shortstop. Andrew Dashbach steps in. One for three. Had a single in the third. As Dashbach. Got to be careful with him. First pitch. Curve ball down low. Ball one. Kid's got good power. Now, Jeff, hard to believe you hold the Stanford team to three unearned runs. That error absolutely. just absolutely kills you back in the third. Swing and a miss. Just kind of threw that fastball right past him. Going back to the third, Burrup uh, struck out Alec Wilson, then the error on Jacobson, then another ground up, and then three consecutive singles score the three runs. And that's that's been the ball game up to this point. Cougars are going to have one other opportunity to tie it or go ahead as they'll come up in the ninth with uh, four, five, and six due up in their order. Here's the one, two. That's a pike. Tried to come back with a fastball and missed it up a little bit. That was a good pitch. Would have liked to have thrown it down a little bit so it's more appealing to Doshbach. 2-2 pitch, ball foul at the plate. Another good pitch, just not putting it in a good enough position to hit hard anywhere. Just this corner, that corner, down and away, in. It's tough to hit what Doshbuck was just thrown. That ball was in on his hands. Cuts it down, foul ball in his two, feet. 2-2 pitch, there's a ball hit out to, to Noah Hill. He bobbles, comes up, makes a throw, to, and they try to swipe tag at first base as Hill's throw up the line a little bit, and Noah will get the air on the errant throw. That's the second error in the ball game on the Cougars. Ball was hit hard. Hill had it, and it kind of popped out of his glove. Yeah, just on the transfer, didn't catch it cleanly, and then had to rush a little bit and threw it up the line, and Favaro tried to make a sweep tag, but it was a little too late. First pitch from Zimmerman is up high, ball one. I know they want to make Drew Zimmerman into a starter next year. They're going to send him to uh, summer ball and want him to start, get a bunch of innings. I didn't hear where he was going, belt. Brent. Did you I hear? I have not heard that yet. I hope he's going to the Cod, Cape Cod League. Here's the 0-1 pitch. That's fouled off. That's where he'll learn to really pitch. It'll give him great experience. You get a kid like him and Jordan Wood couple of these young kids coming in, and the uh, Cougars will have some good arms next year. And as you mentioned earlier, that's uh, that's so much a part of college baseball, any baseball, any team. Yeah, it's, it's it'll either make or break you. Here's the 1-1 one, one ball hit pretty well. Deep right field, Brock Hale looking up, and this ball is out of here. Home run by Kyle Stowers into the wind over the 375-foot mark. And Stanford increases their lead now to five to one. Another two unearned runs. Yeah, Zimmerman wants that pitch back. He left a non-breaking slider up in the zone, belt high, and Stowers just unloaded on it. Hit it through the wind. That ball was hit about 385, 90 feet. It was interesting when Kyle, when uh, 
Brock Hale started going after it. You could see his indecision because he thought, that's out of here. And then he thought, there's no way he could be out of here. Yeah. So he started running again, and then it got over the wall. Yeah, Stowers just pounded that ball. I mean, he got the trajectory was just right. He got all of it. Pinch hitter, Brandon Wolf is going to come in. Wolf, a junior out of uh, Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman High School. Wolf will come in and pinch hit with two men down here in the bottom of the eighth inning. First pitch popped up. Favero going over, foul territory, plenty of room. He'll make the catch for the out. So the Cardinals with two runs on one hit. There was an error, nobody left. We're through eight. 5-1 Cardinal over the Cougar on your BYU Baseball Radio Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. Nate Favaro steps in first pitch, ground ball out to the first baseman, Dashbach, and he makes the play for the out. One pitch, one out here in the ninth. Boy, that ball was hit to the first baseman quick. Did Favaro think it was foul, or he just got a poor jump out of the box? He got a little bit of a poor jump, and the ball was hit so hard that Dashback was basically at the bag before he even... What's up, Cougar Nation? This is- pitch is over for a strike to Kringlin. Keaton one for three. Jacob Palace has come in and done a good job in relief for Stanford. As we've mentioned, no post game here today, so we'll do a quick little post with Jeff and I if the Cougars aren't able to come back here as Kringlin swings and misses. Stanford, all five of their runs have been unearned in this ballgame. Really unbelievable for the Cougars. They commit two errors, and Stanford really makes them pay. Yeah, that's the whole difference. And- you know, that's the difference between clubs. They'll take advantage of you if you make a mistake. Oh, two pitch. That ball, a little crazy hop. Third baseman makes the throw to first for the out. And the Cougars now down to their last out. You know, we saw that when BYU was at San Francisco in the first game last Thursday, Brent. San Francisco's pitcher is pretty crafty. He only made three mistakes. But BYU hitters took advantage of every single one of them and end up with a 3-0 lead which created momentum that they held through the whole game. Clausen steps in now for BYU. David uh, is 0 for 2 with a walk, and he hammers one to right field, base hit. Two out single by Clausen. And that will bring uh, McIntyre up. Clausen finally got the pitch that Every other pitcher refused to let him have. Fastball inside part of the plate. He's been trying to pull the ball all game long. Gets a pitch he can handle. Nice line drive single to right field. Mitch McIntyre looking for his first hit. He's 0 for 3. Does have an RBI on a ground out. The lone Cougar run and McIntyre swings and misses for a strike. This is another very bright spot for the Cougars. McIntyre, Stansbury High product out in Tooele. He has come in and competed and uh, won that center field job. and Got great speed, good defender, and has got good power. Yep, he's got good power. He's got to learn to hit the breaking ball a little more consistently. Be a little tougher against left-handed hitters. He'll be out in summer ball facing a bunch of lefties and you know, I was thinking about that, Brent. How many of our young guys are going out playing summer? I think most of them summer? are going, except for the married kids. They leave them kind of an option, but everybody else, it's uh, that's good. If you want your scholarship, I, I'm, being, I'm being a little facetious, but yeah. you know, I think it, I they think strongly that's right. encourage. 
I don't think there's anything wrong for a married couple to go out. They get a good place to live, get a sponsor family. Those are good experiences. Ball and a strike. That pitch is down low to McIntyre. Tougher than being single, obviously, but I still chuckle a little bit about last week at San Francisco when San Francisco had a kid on the team from Spanish Fork, and he was the only married kid on the team, and he asked somebody when they got there if they had married student housing. <laughs> 2-1 pitch. That's over for call strike. Well, the funny thing was is he couldn't remember another player that had ever played at San Francisco in his <laughs> tenure that had never married. been married in like 10 years. Yeah, we laughed I mean, at that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, it just totally shocking to them, just totally out of the total norm. McIntyre's got to be tough right here, 2-2 count. He's got to get back in it, put the barrel on the ball. Pitch McIntyre fouls it off. I also chuckled last week, Brent, when we talked about how many balls teams lose during the course of a game. And I, uh, after the second game, someone asked one of the San Francisco staff people, how many balls you lose? And he said four. <laughs> they probably lost six the whole weekend. <laughs> two balls, two strikes to Mitch McIntyre. Here's the pitch. Ball hit out the middle. Horner's got it, throw to second, and that'll do it. Cougars win this, or the Cougars lose this by a score of 5-1. to one. And Jeff, it was just a, a matter today. The Cougars weren't swinging the bat all that well. And Stanford uh, really didn't either, but they came up with the big hits when the Cougars gave them opportunities. Five unearned runs lead to a 5-1 victory. Yeah, kind of, kind of one of those games with not a lot of excitement, but take away Stowers' home run in the late innings in the, in the bottom of the eighth inning. This is a 3-1 ball game. BYU had a couple good chances. You know what it shows you is that it doesn't matter how many hits you may give up. It's how many runs you let the opposing team score. And even with what BYU gave up, they kept them to those first eight innings, seven innings with only three runs. Pretty good performance by BYU. Well, Stanford's 40th win of the year, and you can see why, you know, they got 40 wins. I mean, they do a lot of things right. Pitching, defense, and uh, they get the big hits when they needed it. And the Cougars, you got to give them a lot of credit for holding this offensive juggernaut of Stanford to just three, uh, 500 runs. Yeah, and sometimes you get with these good clubs and you get this feeling that if you score one run, they'll score two. And then if you catch up, they'll score two more. Uh, that's kind of what Stanford did there and end inning at the eighth when, you know, it's 3-1, it's close, and then all of a sudden they get one guy on and then Stowers comes up and gets one mistake from Zimmerman and he hits it 390 over the right center field fence but overall I would not be discouraged Uh, a Tuesday game you never know what you're going to get with pitching and BYU came out and and held their own well Jeff hey we appreciate you joining us tonight. I know know you're heading on the big plane to head to the uh, Midwest up another another sun up in Michigan and uh, we're heading back to Provo so uh, you won't be back for the games this weekend but I won't uh, be back tune in and listen and uh We'll see if we can bring the Cougars home with a couple of victories. Thanks, Brent. You bet you. Well, with that, I'd like to thank uh, Tanner back at the station for all his great work and remind fans we'll be back on Thursday afternoon, 555 Cougars and the Tigers of Pacific right here on your BYU Sports Radio Network.